Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood, H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O So Hollywood, H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O So Hollywood, Everybody, it's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me what? Miss Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, you're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. <laughs> so Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring people together with this thing called entertainment. As you guys know, I like to do a recap of my last episodes, uh, episode 37, to be honest. Uh, I had Rothstein Beats. AKA Hello, AKA My Guy, AKA Mr. Clubhouse himself. He has a Clubhouse room. If you guys are interested, please, please, please join Clubhouse Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Music Networking, No Egos. We literally learned so much shit yesterday. I can't even talk about it. Like, it's like beyond me. So if y'all inter- interested in joining Clubhouse, go ahead and do that now. They have Android uh, ability now. So if you have an Android, iPhone, however you want to do it, just join. Uh, he is an on-air personality for 87.1, 102.1, or Streets 87.1, um, uh, 102.1. Uh, he's a producer, film scorer, composer, CEO of Casino Gang Records. He's a, a Las Vegas native, and I met him through Norfolk State, and um, it kind of came full circle, and that's crazy how everything is literally coming full circle. Um, we kind of spoke about him having the proper paperwork that you need behind your business because that's very important. So if you guys have a business, make sure your paperwork is to the T because when y'all start paying taxes, hello. Um, and, and he also talked about his musical influences, which were not – if y'all don't know who Knotts is, y'all better Google it. Bink Dog, if y'all don't know who he is, y'all better Google him. For real, of course, y'all know For Real, Timbaland, Kanye, and so many more. Um, and also, we talked about how he created the Clubhouse Room, and I think it's the top four room uh, rooms of the whole app. So that was like, be, that was crazy for me. Um, but also, 40 After, I like to do this thing called Top 5. 45 After, I like to do this thing called Sweet 16. Now that I have an artist up here, um, I kind of, you know, I guess I'll, I'll cater to my guests. So I'm going to call this Snippet. So he can give me like a snippet of something, excuse me, something he's worked on or something he he's, is working on. 
And then 50 after I do this thing called wind down, which is your shout outs, your social media, the outro. And then I get my guests to answer question of the day. So I'm going to give you the question now and then you answer it at the end of the show. So the question of the day is what bothers you about the industry? Why and what will be your solution to fixing it? Um, if y'all guys see me looking around, I have notes as as most uh, interviewers should have. So just bear with me. <laughs> so but but without further ado, I want to bring my guest in because I'm going to give him all his accolades and then we're going to go into all of the details of the accolades. Um, I have Gatsby Music Official. Well, Gatsby Music is where he goes by, but on Instagram, it's Gatsby Music Official. Um, he is a pop and R&B artist. He's a Brooklyn native, a multi-engine pilot. We're, we're going to have to literally talk about that because when I read your bio, I was like, uh, 20 years old. Not many people knew what they wanted to do at 20 years old. So, yeah, we're going to get into that. Um, we're also going to talk about your current projects, uh, Let You Go, and somebody else uh, also with your other projects that you have worked on. Um, so... Yeah, how are you doing today? <laughs> I hope I did you justice. I hope I did you justice with yeah, the intro. that was that was <laughs> that was the best intro I think I've ever gotten Uh-oh. anywhere. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how to work my sound bites now. I'm I'm, I'm getting into it. You feel me? Um, yeah. <laughs> I see I you it. outside. Are you are you in New York right now, or you you elsewhere? You travel? I'm in Jersey, but you know, yeah, I was outside. <laughs> I was outside all day today. I was out because it was 80. It was like 80 plus degrees here. I think yeah. it's the first day of the year that yeah. it was that warm. So we was definitely outside. It New was, York is It back. was like that in here in Virginia. I, oh, I'm here in Virginia right now. So it was hot. I had to get my walk on, my exercise with my waist trainer on, trying to get snatched for this hot girl. Are summer. you close to the beach? You close um, to the I beach? I am. I'm about 20 minutes away yeah. from the beach. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be there every day. Um, not every day, but I definitely would be there. <laughs> Cause sometimes the parking, you got to pay for parking. It's like it's it's some things down, you know, at the beach. Yeah, but I mean, you can get around that because they have like it's the beach is so literally so long. You could just go and park at one of these outlets and just walk to it if you if you want to. But, yeah, you could live in Jersey where you pay to go to the beach. Like you actually have to pay to go on to the beach. Yeah, we'll talk about that here, <laughs> That's So, So I like to start all of my interviews with um, one question, and then we just we literally just go off of this and have conversation. And that's why I didn't want to tell you, you know, some of the things that I like to talk about, or I don't, I don't really like to t- tell any of my guests what I like to talk about because I love that organic reaction that they have to my show. So, um, but I always do ask, like, is there anything off limits and stuff like that? Cause I don't want to step on any toes, but you know, I like to give my crowd, you know, that, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to um, start my interview with how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Like, what is your earliest memory that, that you can remember um, that came to your life? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was a kid and I used to like, I used to really like to put on shows. Like I would watch concert mm-hmm. videos and then I would try to reenact them mm-hmm. in my room with like using my comforters as curtains. And like, I just always loved entertaining and the idea of entertaining entertaining people so um i don't know my earliest memory probably would go back to like yeah i was i, I mean my mom tells me that there 
I was like, I was in love. I've been in love with Michael Jackson since I was like a baby, right? So like, apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, the song "Man in the Mirror" was stuck in my head, and mm. we were like, <laughs> and we were out like, like in public this? somewhere. You know the part when he goes. I just started like blaring that out, like out of nowhere. Like obviously, it was a very silent establishment, <laughs> and I, I just started blaring "woo" over and over and over again. And so, like, she had to rush me out of there. Excuse my dog. It's my dog. That's oh my she's goodness. she's hungry because it's dinner time. Uh-oh. She can wait. She <laughs> <laughs> can wait. Oh, okay. I mean, if you if you want to do it, you know, you can do it. It's always, you know, good. You don't want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the meeting is is not it's not cute. As cute as they may look, the meeting is not cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was like, at what age could you say that was at? Like, I don't know. Probably like three. I don't know. I'd have to. I'll ask her. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna ask. Yeah, definitely. I'll do that. A phone call. I'm gonna I'm I'm ask her what how old I was. Because <laughs> once you saw that, like, what? When did you move on to noticing, like, hey, I'm I'm good at this thing called pop slash R and B? Because we're gonna also get into that. Because most people don't like to get labeled like a, a hip hop artist, or you know. But like, how did you know? Or what age did you know? being an artist was for you? I mean, I always, like, I always saw it as, like, a, like I always saw it as something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I had, like, growing up, I had, like, tiers of dreams, if that makes sense. So I had dreams that I felt were easily or, like, accomplished, like, things that I could do. And then I thought things that were, like, lottery chances, you know? Right, so right, right, right. Singing and, and recording music professionally was my lottery dream. Right. And then my realistic dream, as it were, was what you talked about earlier was getting my pilot certificate and learning how to fly airplanes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, um, uh, yeah, it was like, it's always been something that I've wanted to do since I was young, but I just never, I I didn't understand how it worked. I didn't understand, you know, the business side of things, Mm -hmm. which is, I think is the most important, you know, so like, you know, I, I knew I could sing, and I did, like, local shows. I grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina, so I would do, like, local, like, stuff, like, for the church and, you know, like, the right. standard, you know, stuff. And then I went showcases into college to... And stuff. You did showcases and... Well, at that not time, really, it, wasn't to be really, it wasn't really too many showcases and stuff. I did, like, talent shows at my school. Okay. I did, like, I was in the choir. Like, I was in the choir at church. I was on, like, the drama team. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I did okay. the, like... The activities, like, like the activities. Yeah, that exactly. Led up to it. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it was never professional until like maybe two years ago. Nobody went to the bathroom for oh. about 35, 45 oh. minutes. I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that? Did that say don't nobody go to the bathroom for 35, 45 minutes? Did I hear that correctly? That was my what? sound bite because I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot over here and my my um my little tablet it hit the sound bite. If you want to hear it, I can let you hear it, but that was for like a, any bad like sweet 16s, hot 16s or whatever. So I apologize for that. 
<laughs> that was funny. I apologize, but keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> don't need to apologize at all. I was just like, did I say it correctly? Is that what he said? I'm a, I'm a, don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. Somebody open the window. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Okay, okay that's go funny. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. That's real funny. Um, and what was I talking about? Oh, uh, um, when you were growing up, you, you were, uh, you were, you did a choir. You did those type of yeah. experiences so, that helped Yeah, you. so I started recording professionally, like, I think two or three years ago. Okay, okay. And Let You Go was the first track that I ever recorded in the studio, like, ever. Oh, really? That was the first time that I walked into a studio with my boy Rozo, who's the featured artist on that on that joint. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually, like, his session, and he was, like, trying to tell me that you need to go into the like, he was trying to tell me that, like, I need to take it to the next level. Uh-huh. And so, like, it was his session. And so I went in with him, and he finished working on whatever song he was working on. And then um, Will, who is the producer mm-hmm. for that song, started, like, pulling out that that beat. And then, um, so, uh, we, like, made that song in, like, 20 or 30 minutes at the end of a four-hour session. Really? <laughs> Even though that was, like, your real, like... Breakthrough, so to speak. Like, did you yeah. write? Did you write it? Did you like? Are right you... there. Wow. Yeah. Arozo's verse. Arozo's verse was actually like ten years old. He wrote it like a long time ago. <sighs> yeah, he wrote it never, a long time you ago. You never and found know it. when a verse can be used, so that's good to always keep something like that, or keep booklets, or something that you have written down, or whatever the case may be, because you don't know when it's gonna. T- like really take off because it could take off right what's now really it cool, could take off like years like you said but that's crazy yeah what's really cool is like in the social media age everything is documented so like we have all the footage from the very first day like we have everything and I, like we have everything captured from like what we did in the studio what we did afterwards oh. where we went like the bar that we went to where we tried to get the dj to play the song so it was like so yeah, y'all just really real did cool like experience. the footwork to get this single out there, like the hand to hand, the the let me you know go to these conferences or you know wherever you needed to do whatever you needed to do, y'all did for this particular. And we're still single. doing it. Because it's and we what, still like, doing it's, it. it's only like two two years old. Nah, let you go was released March thirteenth of last year. Last year, okay. Right in the middle of COVID, it was literally. Okay. The Friday before COVID, they shut down everything on that Monday. So, you know, yeah. So it's it's just just a year old. I mean, I think we I think we recorded it maybe two years ago. Okay, but okay. from the drop, it was just a year. Because one of the um, guests that I had previously, he said, "You'll never know what your song can do." Because one of his songs was released on um, a show called Ghosted, and then two years after that, he kind of saw the benefits of everything. So, um, with that being said, like, for one, never give up on your craft, like, because you never know when when that is gonna, you know, make or break you. But for two, like, how how important is it to like keep going with your craft, knowing that you have something, but you just don't have, so to speak, it yet? Hmm. I mean, what is it? You know, like in the real music business, like it's more about 
you having the it as far as the capital to promote yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's so many, there's so many rappers out here that don't have any level of talent whatsoever. And you know it. Yes. And you know (laughs) it. And, but you still hear them every time you get in your car. Why is that? Because they have, they have the promo. And that's one thing that, you know, I got to give my credit to corporate tone, my manager. That's one thing that we stress all the time. It's like, you gotta have promo. So, you know, in terms of it factor, you need to be able to invest in yourself if you're going to make your yourself out there. Otherwise, you can sit back and wait for a label to pick you up, in which case they will most likely own you. So, right. you know, everybody preaches against that now. So, yeah, um, it's a few that, you know, will will go towards it because it's like, um, if you need that backing or if you need distribution, then sign you know what i mean but other than that it's not much that a record label can do at this point other than you other than having their name attached to yours or that's their relationships they don't even do promo runs like they used to you know what i mean so that that has like a lot of things have shifted in which Nine times out of ten, if you're an independent artist, you're going to move around these cities and you're going to know how to move Mm -hmm. around and you're going to make these contacts and you're going to do the guerrilla marketing work. People don't like to use that word or those words. Guerrilla marketing is very important when it comes to breaking a single, breaking a a record or breaking your brand like hand to hand. People want to see that. That's why that's why these reality shows are as big as they are because they see the people and then they're able to connect with them, so to speak. They're able to see what they're doing and they're able to be like, okay, well, shit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have followed them if I didn't see uh so-and-so on, you know what I mean? It's, it, 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 it's, it has gotten to that point. But um, my point is how, how important is, is promotions and marketing when it comes to, like breaking an artist or um, stepping into that industry? I think it's the single most important factor in breaking an artist. I mean, without promo and marketing, how can an artist be broke? Yeah. You know, like it's just, you know, how do you, unless you do something absurd, like that, that the one way that you can is by doing something like absurd, like a six, nine, like he did, Mm -hmm. you know, like he would work, wear crazy shirts and like, you know, anything to draw attention to himself. Right. Typically, you have to do that in a negative way. It's hard to draw positive attention to yourself when you're doing positive things, um, you know, because our society, we're attracted to negativity. So yeah. I, that's, that's, that's what I think you call selling your soul, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you like that's not unless that is who you are, in which case you don't have a soul. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, like I don't. I, yeah, I, I think that the best way is to market and promote yourself. Start with like a team, you know, and have a team of people that that do every little thing. Cause like you said, you can have your own independent, you know, situation going on, you know, and have a ground team that's there. And, you know, it's just simple things that you can do. Like I said, my manager is, is on point with teaching me all of these things and he's, mm-hmm. he's held my hand and, and taking me step, step by step as we work this whole, you know, promo tour that we're currently on. So, and I'm super excited. You know, we still, we're going to Atlanta next month and then down to Florida and it's, you know, where to after that? Y'all you know, are like moving so, around. Yeah. Yes, yes speak, we are. Speaking of teams, like, um, how important is it to play your position? Because I speak on this very highly when it comes to, um, being on the sh- you know being on the show. I ask most of the artists, um, 
Like how important is it to play your your role? Because um, in a sense, if you don't, it's it's like it may hinder a lot of things that happen around you if you don't play your position. Because you could be the the I mean, somebody else could be the main star, but you can also help them along. So how important is playing your role when it comes to having a team and that movement? I mean, again, I think it's, it's, it's extremely important. What's the point of having a team if you don't delegate responsibility? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, being an artist is much like being a CEO of your own small corporation. Essentially, that's what you are. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if, if as an artist, you were trying to handle every tiny little thing, it's going to be tough for you to focus on what's important, which is your art, you know, right. like artist means that you make art first. And so you have a team in place that is able to sustain your ability to make art, right. you know, and that's that and you have to be able to delegate work. Micromanaging is going to just add to the stress yes. and it's going to make your team feel like you don't trust them. Right. So, you know, there's no point in having a team if you don't allow them to, the flexibility to do what they need to do in your interest and for your behalf. And and also, even if they do play their role, like have at least the basic knowledge. As an artist, have the basic knowledge of each person's job. At least. You gotta understand. Yeah, you gotta do your research. You right, understand. exactly. But um, did you play any instruments or anything like um, that, that helped you along the way as far as like being an artist and um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was in like a, I was in a band from sixth grade to like I graduated. I was in a marching like a band. Oh, I played oh, the drums. Okay. You play? Oh, okay, okay. I played the saxophone. Yeah, I was a percussionist. Oh, really? I yeah. played alto. I, I played alto saxophone in sixth grade and switched to drums. You know what really took me to the edge? Um, I've been, entertainment has been in in my in my family since I. I knew my brother is a DJ. My dad, he used to uh, do some things with like MC light and so, so on and so forth. And he used to take us to all these wild events and stuff. So, um, I forgot all oh, my, my total loss of, of what I was trying to say. Oh, but, um, it's just, it's just, I had a brain fart. Like I've never had that before. Oh, but anyways, we're, we're going to move forward. Oh, the saxophone. Okay. The first, <laughs> The first real reason why I started um, playing saxophone is because of Kenny G. My mom, she took me to a Kenny G concert and I was able to, he walked when he, he literally came off the stage and walked through the crowd. Like I was able to get a picture. My mom still has it. I, I remember I had a white leather jacket on. And with, with with like I forgot fur fur whatever around the hood, and I touched him, and it felt like soon as I touched him, like everything was like much more clearer for me. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, let me let me go ahead and pick this uh, saxophone up. But I had I I played saxophone from the third grade up until the twelfth grade. Okay. The, the only reason I stopped is because. Um, my 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 band teacher she was racist and and it just like it just it just turned me all the way off and it's whatever the case you said she was racist she was racist yeah she was Uh, and when i got like she it was a situation that happened 
And I just was like, I just don't want to deal with any of this anymore. So I just literally left it alone. And I I regret it, but I don't mm. because if if I if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? There you it go. Be everything another experience. Yeah. So it does. It does. So with that being said, um, you you played the drums, and that was in high school. So up at, up until twelfth grade or after twelfth grade. What did you do after that that um kind of boosted your experiences? Honestly, from like high school until three years ago, I I didn't I wasn't focused on music at all. I wasn't doing anything really? besides listening to music. Okay. I went to college and that's when I started flying. So that was, I was you know you so you graduated I was on around eighteen, nineteen? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I actually not. dropped out my senior year um, when I was twenty because I started a business. Okay. And <laughs> so how did I that even how did that even transpire? Like who you you were in music heavy, and then you decided, hey, I want to fly planes and I want to own <laughs> a private aviation company. Like okay. Like, I mean, when did that even? The way I ended up owning a private aviation company was because I really didn't have any other choice because I had dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, what like, did you go I, to, if you don't mind me asking? What, what? What college did you attend, if you don't mind me asking? It's called Embry Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach in okay. Florida. Okay. It's a flight school. Like, they train astronauts and engineers. And, like, they considered the pilots the dumb, like, group. Like, like we were the dumb ones. Really? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, they they called us dumb. Like astronauts, of course. Like they're training to go to space. Aerospace engineers, they build the planes. We just fly them and break them. And then we don't know how to fix them. So the mechanics called us dumb too. So <laughs> yeah, we were fair. dumb. That's not fair. Plus at we all. were the party. We, yeah, that's okay though. We were the like we were like the party class. Okay. Pilots were, like. We College was drunk. an experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly was. It so, certainly was. So, but, yeah, yeah so I started a, a company. Yeah, so I started a company that specializes in like aircraft sales and acquisitions and chartering. And I used my ability to fly planes to like show airplanes to people and like fly for people, you know. And like I just built a network of like like ultra wealthy individuals that became my clients. And I started like selling and buying airplanes like a like a real estate broker does with houses. We started doing that with like multi million dollar private jets. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that. I mean I, I still own it, but um so yeah, that's what allowed me, you know, about five, six years into running my company, that's that's when I realized like, you know, like I should go after this music dream because, you know, like I got time today exactly exactly so a lot of of my guests they say they had to start something else in order to continue with their dream because two of my guests two of my guests said that they they entered the army or the military to fund their career so is that is that kind of like what you had to do in order to be like okay well this is not working right now, so I need to go over here and stack this bread real quick, and then refocus or re you know regenerate on being an artist. I guess unintentionally, so yes. But like I said earlier, it was like the the realistic dream was like I could get my pilot's license, and then the the ultra like 
crazy dream was to go into music. But mm-hmm. then what I realized by achieving my realistic dream and uh-huh. beyond was that you owe it to yourself to not follow your dreams, but chase them. Mm-hmm. And so I just realized that, like, if I can do this, I bet I could do that. Right. And so it was like a challenge. I don't want to say like, yeah, it was kind of like a challenge to myself. Like, <laughs> let's see if you can actually like do that and let's see how it works. Right. You know, and I guess, I guess, I guess it's going okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you could still go and hop in an airplane right now and be like, hey, where y'all trying to go? Hey, y'all. Tr- Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I plan to, I plan to, I plan to fly to my gig like myself and my band, like, for real, it'll cut down on the expense of having a pilot. Hell, hey, <laughs> We're of course, of course, you paying yourself at the end of the day. That's why that paperwork yeah. gotta be right. You paying yourself. Plus, it'll be fun. Plus, it'll be it'll be fun to like scare the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. You put people on the flight like, hey, look what I can do. And yeah. You sure you want that tour bus? We got a plane right here for you. Why don't you hop on it? Show you what, right. what a barrel roll feels like. <laughs> you had to do all of that? Like, you had to literally learn. So, so how was that even, like, the whole process of learning? Because, first of all, you have to believe in yourself enough to to even fly, go in the air, to even fly a plane. And then second of all, you have people on the plane with you that you have to be mindful of. So how did that even play a part in your day-to-day life and then as well in, as your, in your artistry life, if that makes sense? I mean, I was going to say, I guess it's a lot like singing because like you got to, you put, make yourself extremely vulnerable in both of those mm. situations, right? Yeah. And, you know, like being a, being an artist, you got to go on stage in front of people that you don't know that are looking at you up and down, like, and judging everything about you everything. before you even open your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then once you start to open your mouth, it just continues. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh-huh. it was it was a challenge. Like, learning how to fly is definitely, like, a, but it was fun. You know, it was a passion of mine, and it's something that, I still love to do recreationally, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I just have shifted my focus to what I believe is my next adventure, you know? Right. Right. And, and, and that just started what, two years ago, like you said, and I, yeah, like two, from two, those two years. years, um, like what have you, what have you learned and like, what, what can you look back on and, and say, I could have done this a, a different way or I, sh- you know, I should have done this a different way or nothing should have changed. You know, I think that I, like, like I was saying earlier, I think everything happens for a reason. Right. So I'm not the type of, I don't really look at, I don't, I don't ever really do that. Whereas like I would change this, I would change that. Like, right. because I'm, I'm pretty happy with like what the progress that we have done, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I consider everything, whether positive or viewed as negative as an experience that gives us an opportunity to learn and evolve. So I'm thankful for everything perceivably bad that happened, you know, so because it it showed me something about an industry that I knew nothing about. And it showed me whether I acted responsibly, properly or not, how to properly 
deal with this situation in the next time, you know? So, right. you know, I, I don't really, and I think that the best, like, the best thing that I've learned about it is that this is a very long, like, Process. experience. This mm-hmm. is a, this is like a marathon. Like, this is not, this is not something that you can just jump into and blow, you know? And if you do, then you don't have the knowledge and you'll be taken advantage of very easily. Right. So, you know, I, I'm I'm extremely thankful for every opportunity, whether good or bad, that that's come as my as part of my journey. I feel like it's been a very fast journey. Like even in three years with what we've accomplished, I feel like it's been like a rocket ship already. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Shout yeah, out to um, Rothstein Beats. You guys actually have to meet mm-hmm. because. He is based out of Las Vegas, and he makes beats. Vegas. Yes, he makes beats. He's a producer. He has his own record label. So, I mean, you know, I love to connect the dots. So, if you Let's don't go. holler at him, listen, I'm gonna need. Yeah. <laughs> this is money to be made. This is this is like an alley oop for you. Like if you if you don't dunk it now, um, I, I don't know what to tell you after that. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> Got you, got you. you. I love connecting the dots. Like that's one of my, and I think that's that's another thing that I learned through the pandemic, in which I'll go a little bit in with you because I have a question about that. But as far as like when the pandemic hit, it's like it's more so focusing on what makes me happy or you know makes makes money at the same time but at the at the end of the day what i can create and get out there to those that i know that are going to listen so this is one of the reasons why i created my podcast because um everybody has entertainment in their life whether it be the radio that they listen to the tv the news that they watch um it could be anything. So that's the main reason why I I brought up my podcast is because it's just it's it's so many conversations that need to be had and it's so many connections that can be given within these conversations. And so I I, I that's why one of the reasons why I just mentioned um Rothstein, he's he's a dope individual and I believe y'all could definitely do something magical. So with that Definitely. being said, um, how did the pandemic, I know you've been in it for like three years and then the second year was a pandemic. So how did the mm-hmm. pandemic um, hurt you and how did the p- pandemic help you? Um, You know, I got to say, like, I didn't, you know, like I, I did lose some people um, that I knew, uh, you know, in a professional sense. I'm very lucky that my family was not affected. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can't. I don't really want to describe anything as hurt. Like I try, like okay. I'm a firm believer in like what you come, what speak comes out of your mouth Best. is, is what, yeah. So I try not to like say, view anything as negative or say this was bad or yada, yada, yada. Like it was a challenge, okay. you know? Right. And so we had to shift our focus from how do we achieve people using our ground game to how do we reach people using our virtual mm. abilities and yeah. how does that shift and what happens, you know, like in New York, it was so bad. It was, there was, I mean, it was just terrible that I left in the whole month of April. I went back down to North Carolina and stayed at the lake house because I couldn't like be, they was having trucks with bodies 
And I, I just can't be in that kind well, of a... Most of the things that we saw on the... You know, because you don't, you don't want to believe everything that's on the internet. But most of the things that we saw as outside looking in was was happening from 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 your in eyes. new york yes yeah <laughs> like i lived directly across the street from a hospital and i remember them they had the trucks and like it was sirens like i mean it's always sirens but it was like right. sirens sirens like it was yeah so and i left so i left the entire month of april i left new york and i wasn't sure if i was going to come back um wow. and but it was nice because during that like tranquil time at the lake, you know, like I had my dogs and it was like, we had lots of land and like, it was like Peaceful. the air is clear down right. there and it was just, and I was just listening to like I, all the songs that I had been making mm. over the course of the previous like summer. And like, I was like, Hmm, this kind of starting to sound like an album a little bit. And then, so like, I just started thinking about like how to arrange them and like, chronological order and mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. listening to them at, over and over again for changes and then making changes and sending them back up here to new york to will to make changes and then like trying to find somebody to mix it and master it and you know like going through the process right and getting the contract so that we own all our masters and everything and um <clears throat> you know so the bless so i would say that that was a blessing for me right. because had the pandemic not hit and that time I wouldn't have left and I wouldn't have had the the time to sit around and, and come up with the, hmm, this sounds like a body of work. And so I, you know, we started sending it out, you know, mm-hmm. and like the feedback, you know, has been remarkably good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I met up with Tone, we came up with a strategy as to how, you know, we're going to roll this thing out. And we've been following the game plan mm-hmm. ever since. So, you know, I, I, not not negative, you know, no bad, but of course for other people, you know, God bless the ones that they lost. Right. You know, of course, I, I take that very seriously. Um, but, you know, for me personally, I, I'm very thankful, very thankful that, you know, I wasn't impacted in that way. Oh, man. Because you, you pretty much, it, it sounds like you got a lot of tranquility from from being um, in, was it South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. It's I mean, I grew like up that. there, you know. I, I grew up there, so it was like coming home. And, um, you know, it allowed me to just kind of fo- refocus on, on my artistic side. Mm-hmm. Because until then, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was go 24-7 New York City. And I wasn't even, I hadn't even taken the time to listen to all the songs that I made. I, you know, I hadn't even taken the time to, to listen to all of them in like an order in which that I could say, oh, this sounds like it could be a project. So I was just kind of floating along. And then it was during the pandemic that, like, you know, I met Tone and he she showed me, like, this is how you do a rollout. This is these are the steps that you follow to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, yeah, it was it was tran- tranquil to go down there and refocus and then come back here with a different mindset and a different vision. And then, you know, we just navigated it, you know, because. You know, I'm a type of person, I like to do lots of, I like to do live shows. We got a band, you know, like we got like, we got a crew. And so I like to like perform, I love you know, live and bands. Oh, it's a, it's a the, different, like, it's a different feeling yeah. that you leave with when, when you have yeah, a live sure. band. Like I, like for, yeah. for example, like you would never think that Bone Thugs and Harmony would sound good as a live band. Rap sounds the best with a live band, I think. When That's I, why I think Roddy is one of the best of our um, 
of like the new wave rappers. But when I heard I heard them live, I was like, wait a minute, this is Bone Thugs and Harmony first and foremost. Second of all, we got a whole band playing old shit that I'm about to rap to. You feel me? Like I was just like, that's when I realized I was like. I really need to like go to more concerts and see if they either sound like their music or sound better. Cause if they sound worse, um, it's kind of shifty for me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you got a little bit too much, um, engineer in that. Like I, I'm going to need that, <laughs> that organic. Right. Like I, I don't want to hear no auto tune during this live. I could, I could go in to my car right now and be like, Hey, I could listen to you now and, and like that there, but I don't want to hear the same thing. I want to hear <laughs> right, right, and like Snoop Dogg, he's he. It's Snoop. I never thought Snoop Dogg would would be like, oh my god, that that live band is dope. Wiz Khalifa, like it's a lot of people. My mama mm-hmm. hit me up, jeez. But it's a lot of people that go live or that that are that have live bands that sound like Jen. Jen what is her name? Janae Iko. She is like phenomenal mm. when i say because mm-hmm. i went to something in the water and when she performed it sounded like raindrops on a sunday morning i was just like oh my god like if you can if you can give me like goosebumps and so on and so forth when i hear you live then i'm gonna go check out all of your music i'm gonna go back to when you, you first you know when you first started like that's the type of stuff that i want and another yep. one a, another good um um, dope person is Drum is um I don't know I don't know if you if you know Drum he's from Virginia uh, he calls himself Shelly now but he uh, okay he has his voice is immaculate so if that that's another person that you need to tap into when if you come okay. to Virginia that's another person that like he's a he's, he's a mixture of like he has so much soul he has jazz and so on and so forth, but he's another one. But um, live having a live band or being live is is is, is an experience. I can't wait to see yeah. you live. To be one hundred percent honest, so uh, we have to meet. We have to meet, even though it's still a pandemic. I still want to meet, and I still want to. I'm sure know, we are gonna be in Virginia Beach. Very oh, soon. so and how did you even meet um Madhu? Uh, home. Okay. home. Okay. That's why I say it's important to have a, a team. You know, Tone knows everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. he relegates, delegates everything. I met to him the team. through, I think I met him at Norfolk State. Like when you go to college or HBCU, it's, it's like it's a different experience like, in itself. Because <laughs> everybody is, Aggie is fried. there. You say what? Yeah. I said Aggie Fry, yeah. you know, in CA. <laughs> the baddest drum band, drum line in the land. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say Norfolk State University. Like, no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. Behold the green and gold, baby. No, I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> but um, dang, we already at 42 after. That's listen. My shows be going by so fast when you having good conversation. <laughs> Like and this, yes. this is what I love though. Like it's all organic. It's all like dope as fuck. Um, but yeah, for, it, we got to get to this 40, 40 after top five so I can know, you know, what what you about in real life. You figure deal with me. Um, so um, I'm sure we'll have another another um 
show or podcast or session to talk a lot more about what you have going on and so on and so forth. But we're going to get to this uh, top five and then we're going to get a little snippet. If you would like to bless us with some vocals or a little razzle dazzle. (laughs) And then we're going to do the question of the day and the shout outs outro. I did have a new segment, but I don't know if I want to introduce that, you know, I might, I might introduce it on this one, mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. So let's get to it. Uh, so this segment is called top five. I'm going to give you five questions, all of which is your top five. If you don't want to answer it, it's cool. If you, if you do, you know, we can, we can go ahead and do that thing. So if you, if you don't just say skip it, or I just got a few or whatever the case may be, but here it goes. Top five musical influences. Ooh, okay. I would say Michael. Michael. <laughs> okay. Quincy. Ooh. I really, really, really like Jay Z, and I like his wife Beyonce. Those <laughs> would be. So she can put on a show, you know, like she Listen, she never fell off. I went to one of their concerts, and I sat up in the nosebleeds, and I saw everything. I was just in awe. I didn't even give it. I didn't care that I was sitting so far away. You could still see literally all of the show. This is when she went to yeah. Tampa. Oh my God. Just listen. Listen. And one of her dancers went to Norfolk State. Um, oh really? Oh that's dope. That's so dope. exactly. So it was just an overall situation. But yeah, go um ooh, that's a whole nother situation. Uh top five places <laughs> you've flown. Oh, um, um, and I, I would say like, I, oh, okay. So I like St. Martin a lot. I like St. Kitts and Nevis a lot. I've been, uh, I really like the U.S. Virgin Islands a lot. I love Puerto Rico. I like tropical weather. So like mm. anything down there. Yeah, I love that. I've never been out of the States. No? I'm well, you got to get that passport. Yeah. You got to get that passport. Because we about to be outside, baby. Baby, outside. You know, I, I travel. I can travel with my podcast now. So uh, there you go. Even, even even in the air, you know what I mean. I can that that'll be my first. Like that'll that'll pop the cherry. There you of, go. The forty thousand foot podcast. Who who who, who, has, who has done that? Uh, I'm sure somebody. I mean, if the Wi Fi is good enough, if you can't. It, then ain't nobody did it. You feel me? <laughs> I've never, I've never done a podcast in the air. Maybe I will. Listen. That'll be a new thing. Next time I'm flying, I'm gonna call you. I'm, I'm, I'm live. I'm We're gonna do a podcast. <laughs> I'm available. I Hello. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so. Don't nobody go. Listen. Okay. Li- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Top five artists you've worked with. <laughs> Dang, I don't know if I've worked with five artists. Yeah, I'd say skip that one. I don't think I've worked with five different. Oh my gosh! Okay. I kind of like I, I I did that feature with a rose though mm-hmm. on my album. There's one other feature that's got one other dude on it. Mm-hmm. That uh, his name is Craig. Shout out to CG. Shout out to Craig Cook. We actually went to high school together nice. in North Carolina, and then we found each other again up here in New York, it's and it was like coincidence that he was doing music at the same time. So shout out to Craig, but yeah, I guess like Craig and Rose would be my top, top two. Awesome, top five artists you'd like to work with. 
oh dang that list goes far you know like i love like that i mean producers artists like i love to work with dark child i love to work with d mile 85 who did lucky days new album painted um i like to work with like i want to work with producers you know like okay. Okay. i'm not a huge fan of a bunch of features but like I would work with like Pharrell or Timbaland. Like I'm looking, or like I would, I would love to work with like Kanye. Have you heard of Lex Luger? Is that is that your genre of music? Lex Luther. Lex Luger. He he made harder than paint for Waka Flocka. I go no. hard in a motherfucking paint. I know that song, but now nah, I've never, I've never, I've never well. heard of him. Does he have a producer tag on that song, by the way? Uh, Do you know? He's the... Da, 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 he's that... He's that... Oh! Of that. Yeah! <laughs> I, okay, so he's, I know who he is then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's that guy. Yep. He, he started okay. the whole trend. So, um, he's located here in Virginia, and my significant other is actually his engineer. So, I mean... It's oh, nothing, that's dope. It's nothing to do it if you'd like to. So, <laughs> I mean, see, I'll send you the you, album. You send never know who you can meet through these that's situations. True. So, that's yeah, true. and, and I know producers are it. I know Bink Dog. You know Bink Dog. You know Bink he, Dog. Bink B B I N K. Bink Dog. He made the song no. "Lights, Camera, Action." Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. Hey, He's a Virginia native. Oh, really? Yes. So is Missy, too. Missy lives in Virginia, doesn't she? Yes, he? yes. And then yeah. Knotts, N-O-T-T-Z, he did a lot of Buster Rhymes. He did a lot of Rod Digger. He's more of the Dr. Dre type situation. Nice. So all of them are from Virginia. So that's where, when you come, when you tap in here, and whoever brings you here, they need to, to take you to their studios. And, okay. and I will take you to the, to uh, my significant other studio too, because he. Oh, that's so nice. That's yes, so sir. nice to you, really. <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. Thank yeah. you very much. No problem. That's really dope. I love working with, with dope producers. Like, I really think that producers should get more. Like, I saw something T Pain said recently, and he hit the nail right on the head. Right. Like, we, we don't like the artists. We like the beat. Right. Like, the beat is everything, and so like I'm always trying to shout out my shout out Invisible Will. <laughs> I'm always shouting out my producers because like these guys are geniuses, and they really are the foundation to to the music. They really yeah. are. Yeah, the producer and the engineer, because if they don't mix it right, yeah, that's true. That's me. true. Shout out to Greasy Will. <laughs> Greasy Will. Yeah, yeah. He's Dick Mensa's y'all. Greasy Will. Is. God, this dude is fine. I'm gonna send you the album. Yes, I'm gonna send you the album, but it's not out yet. So you I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I promise. Okay. Uh, what right. is it? Girl Scout. Girl Scouts honor. <laughs> Whatever honor code you you live by, please live by it. Okay. You yes. Know, we sure. want to create demand for this thing. Oh hell yeah! I'm I'm not gonna leak it. I'm just gonna play it in my car. That's it. Hi. That sounds. <laughs> um, we can do the top five interviews. Have you done five interviews? Yeah. Um, top five interviews. Um, oh, I did a, I guess, okay, so I did, I guess number one would be like, I did your podcast. That's the <laughs> one. Got you. <laughs> number two, and this is one of the people that I knew that actually died from COVID. He was the um, executive producer for Entertainment Tonight. 
And I would do interviews for them, like not necessarily music related, but like they would call me on a lot of aviation related stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So like I would go out and do interviews for them. So that would be like number two and number three. One of them was like, one of them took down like a pastor who used his PPP money to, um, to buy a jet. Yeah. Yeah. So like they interviewed me about that. That was actually the last interview I did before he died of COVID, oh, unfortunately. I don't, I'm not, but, um, I don't want to laugh, but that's not Oh, that was a good one. That yeah. was a real good one. Um, um, uh, I've done like a, I've done a bunch of like, there was this one and, oh gosh, I can't remember her name. Oh crap. I did this one in North Carolina when we did the, the radio circuit tour there mm-hmm. and she had like an inflatable couch. And something about that That's couch, like as soon as I sat down, I almost like fell asleep. Like I was so comfortable. Inflatable? And that interview was, yeah, it was like an inflatable couch. And we like, we just sat there and chilled. It was amazing. Like you get like, from outside. like Hot Topic or Spencer's? Huh? Like you get from like Hot Topic or Spencer's? You remember the store Spencer's? I don't know where she got it from, <laughs> but it was a big ass couch. And it was comfortable. Like I was like I was very comfortable, you know, sitting there and like hanging out with her. I've done a I've done like some cool radio interviews too, you know, like um uh eighty nine point nine in Hartford, Connecticut, you know, like I've done a couple stations in Massachusetts too. So like I've done I, I enjoy doing interviews, period. You know, like I love because <clears throat> it's the only way you can really get people to see your perspective Facts. from your side. Facts. You know? And so um, I like like putting myself out there like this because it's the only way that you get to know me in such a way that you you can you can see who I am and see right. where the source of the inspiration of music comes from. Right, and it also and it also t- tells a lot about your media training. Like a lot of people don't know how to answer questions, and a lot of people just don't know how to talk freely. Just to just oh. to, you know what I mean. Like some people they get upset. Or that they're, the questions are the same questions, or that that just goes to show that whoever is interviewing you is not as interesting as as they need to be. <laughs> if they're asking, right. they're supposed to do the research. You know what I mean? Like, is that's why I Absolutely. asked you to send me talking points if you want anything. You know what I mean? I do those things to make sure that my guests are comfortable enough to have these conversations. And Absolutely. And if you don't want me to talk about something, I'm not going to talk about it. Like, I'm not that that person that press, like pressures you to talk about something or do something that you don't want to do. That's that. I mean, it's good for some people. But for me, it, that's not that's not what I want to do. Well, I appreciate your professionalism. <laughs> I mean, I'm professional, but, you know, I was running a little late today. But, you know, it is. Play as fuck up. But it's all well, good. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what's up. Okay, so we're going to do 45 after, but it's already 55 after. But it's okay because it's my podcast. Um, So we're going to do a snippet or either a sweet 16, if you'd like, um, of your newest or anything that you can do exclusively, exclusive on my podcast. Um, And then we're going to do the question of the day and then we're going to get up out of here because I'm probably, I'm pretty sure you have things to do, you know. <laughs> yeah, please. So you can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. You can do the um snippet of of a little razzle dazzle if you'd like. Well, you want me to sing? Um, yeah, you can you can sing. You can I'll sing, sing a snippet from somebody else. I wasn't prepared for a performance. No, I wasn't. 
<laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, you got to be prepared for everything when it comes to this That's thing true. called entertainment. You feel me? I met somebody else. Can't keep this to myself. You know I wish you well. Oh, well. I said I, I met somebody else. Can't keep this to myself. No, I wish you well. Oh, well, oh, well. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm giving. That's uh, all I'm giving. Let me find out. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was dope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But um, we're going to get to the question of the day. You're going to answer that. And then we're going to do our outro. Um, The question of the day is, what bothers you about the industry? Why? And what will be your solution to fix it in? It was something that we touched on a little bit earlier, and that was, I want more artists. What bothers me about the industry is that artists feel forced to sell their art mm. and the exclusivity to their heart, to their art and their art, believe it or not, um, you know, to labels. And that, that that's what bothers me. And what I think is a solution, I think, was the second part of the question. What do you think what will fix it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the solution is for artists to take control and, you know, the best way to do that is by owning your craft and by owning everything and not, not relying on a label that isn't giving you equity in them to own you. Um, and so, you know, I, am always pushing entrepreneurship. Like I, like we touched on before, I've been an entrepreneur myself since I was 20 years old, you know? So I, I, I vouch for it. I, I, I'm proof that it can work. And like I said, if you don't follow your dreams, you must chase them. And everything that you think that you can do, like we touched on, yeah. even the lottery dream, it can be accomplished, you know, even if you have to use your real dream as a stepping ladder to get there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want artists to take control and I want I want us to own our stuff so that way we have something to pass down to those that come after us. Mm, that was dope. I love that answer. I really appreciate you. I really do. And um, so tell them where to follow you and anything that you're working on or where your website, so on and so forth. Absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram at Gatsby Music Official. That's at Gatsby Music Official. Mm-hmm. Um, GatsbyMusic.com. We got a whole line of, of merchandise. All you got to do is click shop at the top right corner. We got everything from beanies to iPhone cases, sunglasses. We got... We got hoodies and sweats and masks. Yeah, we got the whole thing. So whatever you need, you know, as we roll out of this pandemic to get you into a hot boy or hot girl summer, you know, you can find it at GatsbyMusic.com. I'm on Twitter at GatsbyMusicNYC and Gatsby Music Official on YouTube. And you can stream my music. Um, Somebody else will let you go is available right now on any platform that you're using. Just type in Somebody Else by Gatsby or let you go by Gatsby. I appreciate you having me. Thank you even for even stopping by through So Hollywood, the podcast. Um, and as you guys know, you can follow me on Instagram, MISSHollywood313. Also follow the podcast, So Hollywood, the podcast. Um, the Core DJ Retreat is going to be in Atlanta, June 4th through the 7th. You need to be there if you are. I'll be there. We already there. I'm going to be in the media room. I'm in the media room so we can revisit this whole conversation. So you'll get to see me. You'll get to see me perform sooner than you think. Oh, 
Listen, if y'all don't have y'all tickets, y'all need to go ahead and do it because uh, the 21st is the last day to register for the Core DJ retreat. Uh, you can go to Core DJs Worldwide on Instagram to get all of the information. Also, the Adult Swim Tour Team Volume 3, I'm sorry, Volume 4 will be dropping um, the 4th of June. And we will also be in the building. The team is four young ladies, African-American young ladies doing our thing. We all do different things. Um, and we have a pool party that Saturday. So uh, <laughs> you're going to see this mom bod. Hello. Um, <laughs> hey, love yourself. Love yourself. Yes. Love yourself. If you don't, nobody else will. Hello. But, the, but whoever you believe in above, is y'all two are the only ones. I gotta believe in it but yes follow me m-i-s-s hollywood 313 um and i think yeah i think we it is is, is there anything else you want to leave them with any lasting words if not we're gonna get up out this thing like a chicken wing on a string you feel me <laughs> i really appreciate you for having me thank you so much thank you so much for taking interest in my craft of and course. you know for using your platform to help get me out there i really of appreciate course. it thank you i appreciate you until next time holla when you swallow if you don't spit is it me or was it hot in here is it me or was it hot in here so Hollywood, Keep it on the low. Photos locked, fellas, you already know. CIA chick.
that I ain't gotta pay. Plus every night, yeah, I'm getting late. On top of that, man, I really gotta say. The chick and me, yeah, we really feeling great. Send me a drink from across the other way. She pay attention to what I have to say. The way she grinded, the way she riding. It's all night long, yeah, I fucking like it. Finish my sin and she like a psychic. I could really see her as my psychic. This girl got class, no, she ain't a side chick. But she got f***ed, yeah, you know I like it. I met somebody else. Can't keep this to myself. You know I wish you well. Oh, well. I said I met somebody else. Can't keep this to myself. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast, and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.